This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. Here's what we got going on on this Thursday. The fresh, freshly released crop report pegs the 2023 harvest in Saskatchewan at 21% complete. A pair of farm groups, meanwhile, are facilitating a straw drop in the Northeast, and the Western Canadian Dairy Classic Show is underway in Saskatoon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. More rainfall and more harvest progress highlight this week's Saskatchewan Crop Report. Harvest is 21% complete, ahead of the 5-year average of 14% and the 10-year average of 11% for this time of year. Crop Extension Specialist Mackenzie Ladoon says progress was made on all crop types. But fall cereals continue to lead the crops being harvested, where 89% of fall rye and 74% of winter wheat crops are harvested for the year. Field peas and lentils continue to lead the spring seeded crops in harvest progress, where 66% of field peas and 60% of lentils are harvested. Barley leads the spring seeded cereals with 30% of the crop harvested. With 27% of the crop in the bin, mustard leads the oil seed harvest progress ahead of canola and flax. A few areas are leading the way with harvest. So the southwest continues to lead the province in harvest progress, with 38% of the crop harvested. This is followed by the west central, which has 27% harvested so far. The northwest has received some moisture these past few weeks, and as a result, are only 4% completed harvest. Meanwhile, farmers in the southeast have 20% of harvest complete, the east central 12%, and the northeast 8%. Rain was reported in every crop district, with the Barthel area receiving the most with 59 millimeters, followed by the Cabri area with 52 millimeters. Ladoon says the rain also helped topsoil moisture levels. The scattered showers resulted in an increase in topsoil moisture across the province. 32% of cropland has adequate moisture, 41% is short, and 27% is very short. In hay and pastures, 24% has adequate moisture, 42% is short, and 34% is very short. She also expanded on the pasture conditions around the province. Pasture conditions in the province have improved with recent moisture compared to the last time we reported on them. 12% of pastures are in good condition, 29% are fair, 40% are poor, and 19% are very poor. 9% of forage acres do not get cut or baled this past year due to drought conditions or possible localized flooding. Crop damage this past week was due to wind, localized flooding, drought, grasshoppers, and gophers. Producers are also noting the presence of astrales in their crops this week as they go in to check for combining. Producers are very busy this past or this coming week, combining, desiccating crops to encourage dry down and monitoring moisture levels. Many are also busy hauling water for their animals and moving livestock. And Ladoon reminds producers again to be safe. Harvest is a very busy and stressful time for our producers and they are reminded to take safety cautions and all that they do to remain safe. This includes having fire mitigation resources at the ready, such as discers, water tankers, and blowing up your combine at the end of the night. This, and there is also a reminder to use extra safety cautions when working around power lines. The farm stress line is available to our producers if they feel the need to call and undo stress. The public is also reminded to use extra caution when encountering machinery on the roads and to give extra time and space to make sure everyone gets home safe. 
Mackenzie Ledoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, based in Moose Jaw. Back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Two farm groups are working together to address a shortage of straw as a result of drought conditions in parts of Saskatchewan. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association and the Saskatchewan Seed Forage Development Commission are facilitating a forage straw drop among producers in the Northeast. President of the Stock Growers, Garner Diebold, says the Northeast region has a considerable amount of straw. So we're just trying to work with uh, with them and, and try to set up some connections, I guess, with producers here that are looking for it. And, and again, you know, it's very much appreciated here, uh, you know, that there is some of this available in the Sask Forage Seed Development Commission ha- have been generous in, in helping out facilitate this uh, for producers here. And uh, so, again, it just is another opportunity here, I think, to make that connection with uh, other producers here that, uh, you know, maybe can arrange something that uh, will help us out through this coming winter. Producers in need of forage or straw can fill out an online form on the Saskatchewan Stock Growers website. That connection will be made then with uh, forage seed producers and something that, uh, you know, that if there is straw available, uh, you know, they will help out in making that connection. So it is a simple process, uh, you know, just go online, enter your uh, contact information and they will make that connection for them. He says they have partners in other areas that may be willing to help. So there are other uh, partners that we have as well here with some of the irrigation districts, uh, you know, that uh, there are producers there that um, may be willing to sell some straw. And so they are also helping out and, and, you know, trying to make that connection with producers that are looking for straw. And so this is something that, uh, you know, could be wider spread. But, uh, you know, again, we're looking for any opportunity, I guess, to work with producers, uh, you know, that would possibly have straw available, straw and or any other forages as well. Producers can contact the Stock Growers Office at 306-757-8527. Again, the number 306-757-8527 should they have any questions about the forage straw drop. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The November canola contract rose above the $800 Canadian per metric ton mark for the first time in nearly a month during the week ended yesterday. However, it wasn't without some turbulence over the last two days of trading. On Tuesday, the November contract lost $13.40 per metric ton to close at $796 even, before gaining $10.50 the next day to break the $800 per metric ton psychological level again. Ken Ball, a trader with PI Financial Services in Winnipeg, says that in relative terms, canola is far too cheap and the oilseed is taking its cues from soy oil. Another factor which may affect canola prices in the coming days is Statistics Canada's principal field crop supply and demand estimates, which will be released on August 29th. 
The report will have the first model-based production numbers of the 2023-24 marketing year, but Ball is already skeptical on whether or not the figures will reflect the true production numbers. Prices at the Chicago Board of Trade could increase if there's heat damage to the United States corn and soybean crops. That's according to Tom Lilia of Progressive Ag in Fargo, North Dakota. During the week of August 21st to 25th, a heat dome formed over much of the U.S. Midwest, with temperatures pushing towards or exceeding 40 degrees Celsius. Added to that was a sharp drop in chances for rainfall to bring much-needed moisture to the region's crops. Lilia says it's currently quite difficult to determine the extent of any heat damage to either crop at this time. He notes soybean acres for 2023-24 were already lower than last year, with the strong likelihood of reduced production and supply. Any damage from the heat dome would intensify the market's reaction. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley has announced the creation of a new living lab in Prince Edward Island. Led by the East Prince Agri-Environment Association, this living lab project represents an investment of up to $4.5 million over five years from the federal government under the Agricultural Climate Solutions Living Labs program. This living lab aims to accelerate the sector's response to climate change by bringing together producers and scientists, among others, to co-develop, test and evaluate on-farm beneficial management practices, or BMPs, on multiple sites across the province. These BMPs, featuring the addition of kelp in diets of cattle, rotational grazing, hedgerows, edge-of-field wetlands, and more, will help store carbon and reduce greenhouse gas emissions on island farms. In collaboration with partner organizations within the Living Lab, the East Prince Agri-Environment Association will also encourage knowledge transfer and exchange between local producers, producer associations, federal and provincial researchers, indigenous groups, and other sector stakeholders. A pig has survived the wildfire devastation around a ranch in West Kelowna, B.C., thanks in part to a helicopter airdrop of granola bars. The ranch was engulfed in flames last Thursday, but Pumbaa the pig is roaming on the last patch of grass cared for by firefighters. Karimia Lori, whose parents own the property, calls it a miracle that Pumbaa survived. She says her father had tried to load Pumbaa and her sister pig, Miss Wilbur, for evacuation as flames advanced on the property last week, but the creatures were too stubborn and he had to flee without them. Miss Wilbur was found dead on Monday. Norway is rebuilding a dilapidated reindeer fence along its border with Russia in the Arctic to stop the animals from wandering into the neighboring country. Their costly strolls for which Oslo has to compensate Moscow over loss of grassland. Norwegian officials say that so far this year, 42 reindeer have crossed into Russia seeking better pastures and grazing land. The Norwegian Agriculture Agency says that a stretch of about 7 kilometers or 4 miles between two towns will be replaced. The construction is to be completed by October 1st. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. 
It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, a partly cloudy sky, winds from the west at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, high of 24 degrees. Tonight, clearing, west wind still at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light near midnight, a low of 11. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers in the morning and early in the afternoon, then clearing up in the afternoon, high of 22, a low 9. Saturday, sunshine, high of 25, a low of 12. Sunday, sunny, high of 25, 8 degrees is the low. Monday, sunny, high of 27, low 11. Tuesday, sunny, high of 30 degrees, the low 12. And Wednesday, sunshine, high of 29. Normal highs for this period are at 23. Normal lows, 8 degrees. The sun rose at 6 o'clock this morning, and the sun will set at 8 o'clock tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, 23. Swift Current in Saskatoon, 20. Weyburn is at 26. In Yorkton, 25. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Yellowgrass at 26, and the cool spot in Key Lake at 13.4. In Regina, a mainly sunny sky, west-southwest wind at 23 to 35 kilometers an hour. Humidity is at 37%. Temperature at 23 degrees or 73 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.5 and falling. In Moose Jaw, sunny, winds from the west at 22 to 31 kilometers an hour. Temperature 23 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny. West-southwest wind at 23 to 35. And the temperature 23 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to SaskAg Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of SaskAg Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Western Canadian Dairy Classic Show started Tuesday morning at Saskatoon's Prairieland Park and will run through Saturday. Participants between the ages of 12 and 21 are from all four Western provinces, and they have about 80 animals on site. Most are Holstein, but there are a few jerseys as well. Nancy Friesen from Drake is the Saskatchewan coordinator for the Western Canadian Dairy Classic, which is marking its 37th year. Nancy tells us about the various competitions. Herdsmanship, clipping competition, judging, showmanship, confirmation, and then there's Premier Province as well. And there's also a, a knowledge component too. Uh, the young people are asked uh, various uh, dairy type questions. Yes, that's the dairy science portion of it all. They take a quiz, and it's about pedigree. They have different studying stuff. There's diseases and, like, health and just the basic knowledge of dairy science. This year's theme is Cirque Mousselet. Tell us uh, about that and and what the the young people will be doing. Each province uh, worked together to come up with a plan for their stall decorations, and they decorate their stall according to the theme and compete against the cleanliness of their stall and everything. 
it's always lots of fun. The kids enjoy decorating their stall and competing against the other provinces. Saskatchewan's team, they're from all over the place. Maybe tell us about that. We have kids from Saskatoon, Rostern, Hague, Drake, Belgoni, Star City. With the social media aspect of things today and a lot of people focusing on their phones and stuff, uh, this shows a nice breath of fresh air, a lot of interaction between the kids and the adults attending as well. Yes, there's lots of activities for the kids to do. There's the first night on Tuesday night, there's a fun get acquainted night and they have supper together and I have people arranging different kinds of games for them to do so that they can mingle with the other provinces. And then the next night we have a fun night that is sponsored and we are going to the Twin Peaks Creamery by Warman and they are going to serve a supper and we're going to do some fun bouncy castle stuff and games and stuff like that too. As we mentioned before, this event has been going on since 1985. Uh, would it be safe to say that you're an alumni of, of this event? Yeah, I attended 10 years of WCC. I went to BC three times and Alberta three times and then the other provinces two times. What do you remember from your experience? It was a really good experience. You got to travel lots and to see other people in different provinces. I met my husband and so I actually was a contestant on the Alberta team and competed against the other provinces, and now I am in Saskatchewan. Now you moved over to the the good side. Yeah, so now my kids actually get to compete against their cousins in Alberta, and there's lots of actually different family connections as well throughout the provinces. Nancy Friesen from Drake is the Saskatchewan coordinator of the Western Canadian Dairy Classic, which started Tuesday at Prairieland Park and will continue through Saturday. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Brian Young. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Wheat buyers remain few and far between as the market remains volatile and Russia continues to be aggressive in pushing its wheat out to make as many sales as possible. That's according to Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Venture as she provided this week's Wheat Market Outlook commissioned by Wheat. So far, the market seems to ignore the potential for volume imports by India and also seems to be ignoring the increasing concern about northern and southern hemisphere crops. We think this is because there simply is not enough pull by buyers. And there were few buyers of wheat this past week. Jordan reportedly bought 60,000 tons of wheat for last half January at 295 a ton. Thailand bought 13.5% protein queers for October at 355 a ton. And U.S. export sales amounted to 360,000 tons and were in the middle of the expected trade range. Total U.S. sales are currently 6.8 million tons compared to 8.8 million last year, so that's down 23%. She says rumors abound of Russia negotiating with India to export wheat there, but that is to be confirmed. Sticking with Russia, Borsch says their wheat harvest is about 50% complete, with local estimates projecting a wheat crop of 89.5 million tons. For the 23-24 marketing year, Russian wheat exports have topped 6.6 million tons already, a 78% increase from last year. 
And Russia continues to be aggressive in the markets, trying to get as many sales on the books as possible. Meanwhile, Russian drone strikes have damaged grain silos and warehouses at the Ukrainian river port of Reni on the Danube, and this is a vital wartime route for Ukrainian food exports. And according to Transport Minister Soren Grindreanu from Romania, the country aims to double the monthly transit capacity of Ukrainian grain to the port of Constanta to 4 million tons in the coming month. Nevertheless, in spite of all these goings on in the Black Sea, it seems to us that the wheat market has spurned the supply side risk stemming from the Ukraine-Russia conflict for now. She says Russia's aggressiveness in the market along with Canada, Argentina and Australia having significant concerns with crop conditions and a possible import program by India could change the market in the latter half of the season. Mercantile is expecting markets to be higher in the new year, so they see more storage and less buying as the way to go for now. Ag for Life is branching out. As part of its evolution of bringing the world of agriculture to young students, it's in the process of forming a committee to help collaborate on telling the story of the relationship between agriculture and the energy sector in Alberta. Ted Menzies serves as the chair of the board of directors with Ag for Life and says the formation of the committee is important and timely. Because we see so many synergies between agriculture and the energy, the agriculture industry or sector, if you want to refer to that, and the energy industry in Alberta. And, um, you know, many people are uh, quite aware that those are the two fundamental industries in this province. And certainly other provinces are strongly involved in both. But Alberta has the advantage of the two working together uh, for centuries, if you will, from you know the first uh, energy finds in uh, discoveries in this province. And so there's many, many synergies, and uh, we'd like to be able to share that with both the agriculture sector and the energy sector and look at the opportunities that are presented And a lot of this uh, fundamentally is dealing with sustainability and communications and the fact that farmers aren't really good. We're getting better at communicating how sustainable we are, whether it's uh, rotational grazing in uh, in the beef sector or whether it's reduced tillage in the grain sector, uh, we've done, uh, we've come leaps and bounds, and so has the energy industry, but neither sectors have done a good enough job of explaining that, of communicating it. So we see an opportunity here to help advance that. That's Ted Benzies, board chairman of Ag for Life, says they hope to have this new committee in place sometime this fall. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Feed barley is down $5 to $295.61 a metric ton. Canola is up $3 to $761.92. Lentils is up $8 at $815.50. And number one red spring wheat is up $0.70 at $337.58. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at 532.93, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54, oats 301.32, yellow peas 365.89, and feed wheat 250.97. 
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down one and a half cents at $7.83 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of August the 23rd. Just a regular sale this week with a good number of cows showing up. We had 400 cows and bulls, over 300 feeders, a handful of cow-calf pairs, a total of 720 for the day. This cow and bull market, they're selling quite well right now. D1, D2 cows, 138 to 148, sales to 154 to 155. D3 cows, 128 to 138. Older type, weaker, thinner, blemished cows, 85 to a dollar. Cows are averaging 140. From our Yorkton area here, we had some big Charlotte cows, 1,650-pound cows, topped out at 155.75. Good bulls, 155 to 165, sales to 178, 179. Bulls are averaging 166. From that good Wishart area, 2,000-pound bulls topped out at 180. If you got some of these cow cows and bulls, this would be the time to move them. Would be a wise move. This feeder market is surprising. Three to 400 pound steers, 450 to 480. Four to 500 pound steers, 380 to 450. Five to 600 pound steers, 335 to $4. Six to 700 pound steers, 335 to 385. Seven to eight, 330 to 360. And eight to 900 pound steers, 320 to 324. On the heifer side, five to 600 pound heifers, 290 to 330. Six to sevens, 285 to 335. Seven to 800 pound heifers, 260 to 304. And eight to 900 pound heifers, 290 to 304. Here are some highlights from that good Foam Lake area. These are calves right off the cow. 600 pound steer calves at 383. 700 pound steer calves, 359. And their heifer calves, 700 pound heifer calves at 280. A job well done to you, Karen, and your family. We had some uh, good yearlings from that Walpella area. 700-pound yearling steers at 360. 875-pound yearling steers topped out at 324. A job well done there. Next week, August the 30th, a pre-sort sale for all classes of cattle. Sorting Monday and Tuesday from 8 to 4. 1,500 head consigned so far. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Ofer with the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, August 24th. Ham sold 7,400 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 234 to 248 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling in a range of 232 to 246 per CKG. Hams number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of 54 to 61 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices open higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3552. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.76 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash pressure lower, with a negotiated Western Cornwall down $1.61 U.S. 100 weight, and the national form is pulling back 67 cents relative to the previous day. Net cutout value fell $2.86 U.S. 100 weight in the afternoon report yesterday, once again led by bellies which were down $17.19 compared to Tuesday. This morning's weekly export sales report showed physical deliveries of 25,173 metric tons, placing the volume on the bottom five deliveries seen so far this year. 
Low volumes amid a relatively high summer prices are typical for the export market, however, and sales usually trend higher out to the end of the year in another week or two. New net sales fared better at 33,016 metric tons, which is just below a top 10 marketing week volume. This week's commitment was enough to push the cumulative volume past the 2020 marketing year. In the meantime, lean hog futures are choppy and two-sided this morning. The trade is very technical, and the support appears to be a function of bouncing off key support levels after the pressure seen yesterday, which resulted in approximately $3 Canadian per CKG loss in value compared to Monday. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report. Brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306 721 6667. The Alberta Utilities Commission has clarified that it will keep accepting and processing applications for renewable energy developments, but won't issue any approvals until a moratorium is expected to be lifted at the end of February. Alberta's government imposed a moratorium on wind and solar energy development in the province in response to what it says are role and environmental concerns. The regulator says its decision to interpret the moratorium in this way came after receiving more than 600 submissions from stakeholders since the Alberta government first announced the renewables pause on August 3rd. The Business Renewables Centre Canada says that by choosing to continue accepting and processing applications during the pause, the regulator is signalling to the market that it understands the severity of the market risk introduced by the moratorium. The Trans Mountain Oil Pipeline expansion project has run into another construction-related hurdle that could delay its completion. The Crown Corporation that owns the pipeline has filed for regulatory approval to modify the route of one of the remaining stretches of pipe yet to be completed. Trans Mountain says it has run into engineering difficulties related to the drilling of a tunnel in B.C. It faces opposition from the First Nation, whose traditional territory the pipeline crosses, and who had agreed to the originally proposed route and construction method. On the markets, the TSX is down 64 points at 19,814. The Dow is down 245 points to 34,227. Oil is up 20 cents at $79.09 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for another edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.